Amen. Goodness gracious. Okay, if you want to follow along with me this morning, I'll be in Deuteronomy 31, the 31st chapter, the 6th verse. Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter, the 6th verse. And it reads, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do, we do love you this morning. We thank you so much for this opportunity to be here. Lord, we just ask that you open our ears and our hearts to your message this morning. And that you pour out your spirit upon the service. All these things we ask in your name. Amen. You've all heard the term, it's a small world. They even have a really bad ride at Disney World called It's a Small World. You get on this thing and it just goes in circles, plays the same sad song, and it's just, it's not fun. Um, but I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan. And me and some of the guys from my platoon decided to go bowling one night. Yeah, they had a bowling alley in Okinawa, Japan, I know. But anyway, they had a bowling alley on base. So we get to the bowling alley and we're standing in line to get our bowling shoes because for some reason you can't bowl unless you're wearing their special shoes. I haven't quite figured that out. We'll talk about that another Sunday. But anyway, we're standing in line to get bowling shoes. And when I told the guy, like, size 12, he hands over a pair of shoes and goes, here you go, Curb. I don't know you. Yeah, I did know him. I graduated a year after this guy from Trinity Senior High School. This guy was working at the base bowling alley in Okinawa, Japan. And I went to high school with him. I remind you, we're in Japan, 7,800 miles as the crow flies. It's a 16-hour flight. What are the chances? Okay, he was also in the Marine Corps. He was also stationed in Okinawa, but it, he was on the other side of the island, and he hurt his knee. So while he's rehabbing his knee, they put him to work. The Marine Corps is not going to let you just rehab. They put him to work in the bowling alley. And I couldn't believe that I had ran into this guy 7,800 miles from home. You see, cool things like this happen all the time. And we just sometimes just, we just say, what are the chances? Or how cool is that? Or, wow, what a small world. See, but if we have our eyes open to, God, to what God is doing, we understand that he does these things all the time. And sometimes he does it just to get our attention. Sometimes Shelly and I will just see a sunset. We can't help but think God is kind of showing off tonight. That's one of our favorite lines. But there are cool, what are the chances moments all the time. There's actually a lot of them in the Bible. Moments throughout the Bible that you're like, wow, what are the chances? One of my favorites is the fact that there are 365 days in a year. 
I know that doesn't seem like a real cool what are the chances, but do you know how many times the Bible says do not fear? 365 times. We have a do not fear for every day of the year. Now, Bobby, I know how you think. So every February the 29th, you better be scared to death, right? So, <laughs> I thought about that when I was writing this. I know exactly what Bobby McCroskey is thinking. But no, we have, a th we have a do not fear for every day of the year. Apparently, we're not supposed to be afraid. Now, look, it's widely known that I'm afraid of clowns and sharks in that order. I'd rather swim with a great white than run into Bozo. But this isn't the fear we're talking about this morning. We're not talking about the fear of snakes, spiders, lions, tigers, bears. They say the number one fear in the world is death. Number two is public speaking. But by, by a wide margin, the number one fear is death. Mostly because of the unknown. You see, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I've heard stories. I've seen pictures. The pilot told me we were flying over it. I didn't see it. But one day I'd like to go. But I believe it's there. I've never seen a picture of heaven. But I've read what the Bible says about heaven. How it describes heaven. And one day I am going. You see, but it's extremely hard not to fear death. But we are told 365 times to not fear. God wants us to be filled with hope, and he wants us to trust. We know that if we've given our life to Christ, that death is not the end. See, I've seen and heard people who are in so much pain that they pray for the end. See, we talk about our short time on this earth, but I honestly think if we could get a glimpse of heaven, we too would be praying for the end. Ecclesiastes 7 says, it tells us that we should rejoice when a saint dies and mourn when a child is born. In 2 Corinthians it says that we are told that we should want to be away from the body and yearn to be at home with the Lord. See, we really get worked up over things on this earth. Car trouble, plumbing issues, a belt on your dryer that makes so much noise that the whole neighborhood knows that you're doing laundry. Okay, apparently that's just me and Shelly. But standing in traffic, or the worst, nothing on TV to watch. But we get worked up over so much when we really don't have to. I had a little tournament coming up with my son. It was a little two-man tournament. Me and him were going to the range of practicing, and we were talking about how we were going to play and what we were going to do. We really prepared for this. And I was really, honestly, just looking forward to spending the whole weekend with him. But we spent a lot of time preparing. I've got a home in heaven that is being prepared for me right now. 
I've got friends that I can't wait to see, a baby I can't wait to hold. I'm going to spend eternity in this place. I should be preparing a little harder for it. In Romans 8, 18, Paul writes, For I consider that the sufferings of the, of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. The sufferings of our present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. How cool is that? All the traffic lines, the back pains, the sufferings, watching friends and family pass away. If we could just get a glimpse. But see, we are given a glimpse. We are given descriptions of heaven. We're even given a guide on how to get there. We've all heard stories about people who've died for a short period of time and seen a glimpse of heaven. There's movies about it. Whether these are true or not, it's not for me to judge. But I've never heard any of these, and it sounds like somewhere I wouldn't want to be. It's always someplace I can't wait to go. The only personal story I actually have similar to this is my grandfather. Now, my grandfather's been gone almost 20 years now. But he had a major surgery before he passed away. And after he came out of surgery and he could talk, my dad was in his room and he was telling my dad um, what he could remember. And he said, at three different times during his surgery, he had heard the most beautiful music he had ever heard in his life. It was unlike anything he'd ever heard. Now, my grandfather was a musician and he loved music, but he said this was nothing like he'd ever heard. And he's so good that he didn't want it to stop. But at three different times while he was unconscious during the surgery, he had heard this music. What my grandfather didn't know, but my dad did know, because the surgeon had told the family was that my grandfather had actually died three times while he was on the table. Yeah, my dad's hair on his arm stood up about that high when he walked out and told everybody. But that's the only one I have. But that was amazing to me. We're given a glimpse. We're given a description and we're told how to get there. It's scary. But we're told 365 times to not be afraid. You see, I'm not in a hurry to get there. But isn't it nice to know that this isn't the end? I know I quote Billy Graham a lot, but I love what he said before he passed away. He said, someday you will read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't believe a word of it. I shall be more alive than I am now. I will have just changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God. See, we aren't dying. We're just changing our address. We don't even have to pack and pay the movers because he's preparing a place for us. We won't need anything, we don't need anything, and we'll never need anything. This 
message laid heavy on my heart when I got off the phone with Jay's dad. This is a dad that has had to send his son home to be with hospice. They were hopefully waiting for a liver, but now he's gone into renal, renal failure and there's no chance. And they, even if a liver came available right now, they wouldn't give it to Jay because it would do him no good. So just dad had to send his, home, his son home and just wait. But I know his dad. And I know that he knows it's not the end. And he's, he praises God for that. So we don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. Because 365 times it tells you to do not be afraid. Do not fear. We have something to look forward to. Let's have a moment of open worship. Will, please stand as we sing our benediction.
please receive this benediction. Heavenly Father, again, we do love you. And Lord, there's, there's several of us in here today that are, have friends, have family that are going home soon. Lord, we miss them. We just know that they're just changing addresses for a while. And we'll see them soon. Lord, just thank you for that knowledge. Thank you for your son who died so that we can go spend eternity with you. Lord, just help us as we go out this week that we represent you, that we reflect you in everything that we do. And all these things we ask in your name. Amen.